thank you for doing this interview with me. Absolutely. Very I'm honored pleased. to be sitting here talking with you. Uh, first of all, who is Ty Coleman? Man, that's a good question. I'm still trying to figure that out. So once I have it, then I'll let you know. But right now, Ty Cohen is a husband, a father, a son, someone who whose number one priority is his family. You know, my wife, my kids, my mother, my older brothers, and my sister. You know, that those are my priorities right now. And just trying to be there for them. So everything else, I'm still trying to figure it out. Every day when I wake up, there's something new. You're so busy and you're involved in so many different business ventures. How do you find that balance between your business side Honestly, now I just listen to myself. I'm getting a little bit better at reading people. So before, it used to just be go, 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 go. And it was, you know, business 80% and everything else 20%. Now it's like, there's never a consistent 20% here, 50% here, 30% here. It depends on the day. So I'm looking at my wife and seeing where she's at, right? And feeling her and say, okay, well today, all right, it's Mellow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or else, everything else is gonna, not be well. Right. So business doesn't matter if the home is not well for me, right? I'm looking at my daughter Summer, who, you know, we went out to dinner yesterday and as I'm seeing where she's starting to, to lean on me and get tired. I'm like, okay, well, it's, it's summertime now, you know, mm -hmm. I need to put some time into her. And, mm -hmm. So just being, I hate to say reactive to things because one of my, the things that I don't like to be is reactive, but when it comes to family, being reactive to them mm -hmm. and then going around that. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Okay. What was the, the catalyst that started you on your, your journey into business, being an author, being a speaker, being a motivational writer and stuff? How did you get started with that? What started you? The biggest thing is I come from Bridgeport, Connecticut, right? I grew up in Father Penn Village and in Father Penn Village I saw like, I saw violence, I saw murder, destruction, I saw, you know, drug usage and drug sales and to the 10th degree. And I was working at Walgreens Pharmacy at the time. It was the first job, only job that I could have. I was working at Walgreens Pharmacy. I got that job at 14. It was a summer job that I had. My mother made me get the job. And I actually used to hate going there sometimes. I, I developed this really good friendship with my boss. Now, my boss was a guy by the name of Vinny, a white Italian guy. He became cool, and he invited me to his, his wedding one time. Now, I'm living in Bridgeport, Connecticut, growing up in the projects, fiber panic, right? Never seeing much. I go out to Fairfield, Connecticut, which was a really affluent area, and he invited me to this wedding and it totally opened up my eyes. And I'm looking at the houses, I'm looking at like how people live, like you're not looking over your back, you know, you're not wondering if an enemy is there and everything else. And, I, and it, it was the first time I had really traveled outside of my little town. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, man, people like, like people live like this. And I'm like 17 years old mm -hmm. at the time. And um, I went back home that night and I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but I said, you know what? I, I gotta get my mother into a better space, right. you know? I gotta um, just do something. I like, couldn't go to sleep that night. Like, like, and I know it's not just for white people, right? I know it's not just for um, people that were just born into it, right? But that was just part of my mission then. And then entrepreneurship and things like that grew out of that. So. What is your daily motivation? getting up and doing everything that you do? There's a few things. Number one, it goes back to, again, growing up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. like I got so many friends and family members that are not here right now, that either are dead or in jail. Mm -hmm. So I use that as a driver too. I'm like, man, I was just telling the cameraman back here that he looks just like my nephew. My nephew that grew up with me in my same household, mm -hmm. he got arrested for murder when he was 15. Oh. 
right? So it's like seeing my little brother get taken away. We saw the cops and everything, SWAT come in the house and everything. It's like three o'clock in the morning and they're searching under beds and coming from the back of the house, in front of the house. And to see my mother's reaction for that to happen, because we were in the streets moving heavy, but my mother was, you know, she thought we were angels. She had no idea what was going on. Um, so me seeing that Gary being locked up mm-hmm. and not having the opportunity to do things. So I'm like, man, I gotta get up right now. Mm-hmm. Like, cause Gary don't have the moment to do this. Mm-hmm. I got a friend of mine, Terry, who was also killed by another friend of mine, a guy by the name of uh, Rara. Oh, and you know, I'm like, Terry doesn't have the, the chance right now to, to, to do some of the things that he wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I gotta do it for him, you know? So just being able to move and then just, right. one of the other camera guys here that, you know, death, man, every one of us is gonna die soon. Like the last thing I want to be is on my deathbed, you know, if we get that chance to reflect. Mm-hmm. Because some people, you know, you die yeah. without being reflecting, right? It's instant. But to be there and be like, damn, I, I wanted to do this. Like I wanted to do, get to talk to someone like Tone, or I wanted to, you know, go to and, and drive exotic sports cars in Las Vegas, or I wanted to, you know, let my daughter experience what it's like going to ballet school, or just anything, right? Anything it could be. Right. You know, wanting to have you know, dinner with my wife every single Sunday night on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I, I I wasted my time. You know, she was my friend, but I bullshitted my time, right? And I didn't do it. Right. So I don't want to have those regrets. So I'm always thinking like, I heard something once by a guy by the name of Jim Rohn who said, we only get, when we, when we look at things in the sense of you only get X number of times to do something, then you start to count it back. Like my granddaughter, she just pulled up here. My, my daughter with her daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I only have so many times to go in and hug and chilling and relax with my granddaughter. So now time becomes a lot more precious because yeah. I just hugged her just now. Mm-hmm. So that means I got 49 more times. Right. Then the next time is 48. Mm-hmm. So now am I gonna sit and play video games on the couch or am I gonna use my time knowing that I only got 49 more times to hug my granddaughter. So now I'll give you a different perspective. Can you tell us a little bit about writerslife.org? Yeah, so writerslife is a, is a project of mine where I started building it out four years ago and I wanted to build a company where it would allow me to have my time to myself to be able to work with the people that I want to work with, to work when I want to work, and on the projects that I want to work. Because we like traveling, so we, we travel a lot. We travel all over the place, Thailand, Bangkok. Wow. Um, um, Italy, we just got back from Venice a couple of months ago. We're going to India in a few more months. So having a traditional business, you can't do a lot of that. So I had a brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do a lot of that, right? Okay. Because it stops. Right. So Writer's Life was, um, number one, a way for me to get back to the writing community because I built up a few other businesses that are based off of the writing community and to be able to have something that allows me to leverage the time mm-hmm. that I can do things virtually. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could be on the beach in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and, um, still run the website, mm-hmm. you know, and nothing stops, mm-hmm. so that's it. What are the uh, other businesses that you have built based on your writing? Alright, so we have Production Pictures, which is a short film company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're creating some short short films. We did a documentary, the Cone Family documentary, which just showcases our family and how we run everything and the dynamics. We have four kids. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we like to travel. We have multiple different businesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then a relationship with me and my wife. So people are always asking, like, how do you do this? and keep it all in orbit, right? Mm-hmm. So we created that documentary to give people a look into our lives and how we move and everything else. And um, and then hopes of inspiring other people too. I have sick cell anemia, right? So we're talking about that. Yeah. So other people cannot say, well, my health is bad. 
you know what I mean? Or I have a health issue, or they can't say, uh, I don't have the time because I have all of the kids, right? Or they can't say, I don't have the money because when we first started, you know, I'm, I'm driving a hoopty with her. Like when I first met my wife, my car had a hole in the passenger side floor, like the Flintstones, you know, and I had the rug over there and I'm trying to be cool and telling her, you know, watch where you step, because I don't want her to find out that it had the hole in it. So I wanted people to, and more importantly, like our people, like black people to see like, damn, we, like, we're the most creative people on the face of the earth. Like we go through so much and we don't break down. Right. You know, like black women, like, you know, and my wife has always reminded me of this, the fact that like, y'all deal with raising a family, y'all deal with raising not only the kids, but y'all raise us. Like I am hell for my wife to raise, you know what I mean? Cause I'm like so needy and everything else. So, that and then the kids and everything else and and y'all just being a support system. So I want black people, black men, black women to see like, damn, I could do this too, right? I might not be where I want to be right now, but if I continue and I don't stop, then there's a chance that I could get there. So that was the number one motivation. So going back to businesses, we have Perception Films, Perception mm -hmm. um, Pictures, we have Platinum Millennium Publishing, which is our publishing company where we publish a lot of like the products that you see up here, like some of the training courses. Um, we have writerslife.org, which is the writer's site. I have another program called Kindle Cashflow, which teaches people how to self-publish books on Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing Platform. Um, I got a business that we started last year with a partner of mine, a guy by the name of Mike Balmaceda, called Six Figure Success Academy, where we teach people how to run webinars. We teach people how to, how to create their own product by partnering with someone that already has a product and then you guys finding other people to help you get that product out to the marketplace. So that's a, a company that we started. Um, I have a new company that I just started with another partner, a guy by the name of Ryan O'Leary called the Jet Mastermind. And basically it's uh, eight guys. Mm -hmm. It's me and Ryan and we're getting, we have six other guys, we actually sold out already. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're putting those guys on a private jet and we're flying from uh, Minneapolis to Las Vegas and we're putting them up in the mansion and we're showing them how to go in and elevate their business even more. So that's that's a new project that we just started working on uh, actually just last month. We also have another one, car rental uh, company that we had started last year. How can I get cars that I like and have someone else pay for them, right? So everything that I do, I'm thinking about like, how can I do what I like? How can I vacation and have someone else pay for it? Which is where writers like pay for Now, how can I go in and drive some really cool cars that have other people pay for them. So I said, okay, I'm gonna create an exotic rental car company where I'll get to drive nice cars, but also rent them out every once in a while so the car note is paid for. Right, so that, that's where that came from. What kind of boss are you? Boss? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, you would have to ask uh, my people that and see what they say. If, if, if I had the answer, I would say I'm one that, not one that fires fast enough. <laughs> so I had somebody that should have fired like six months ago, but I didn't because I know that what I pay her, she has to um, feed her family with and things like that. So, I, But also, I, I'm lucky because I have just probably about 19 people that's on my team globally, but I got some really good people, so I really luck out with it. I think that sometimes you find good people by the energy that you put out, Yes. you know? So I'm really big on energy and mm -hmm. feeling that. Um, I think that comes from being part of the hood too, like coming back because you know like, damn, this person really don't like me. I'm not going to really, you know, <laughs> right, you know, and then you're also like, man, this is a really good person right here, you know, I need to be around more people like that. So. Where do you see yourself in five years? 
owning a significant amount of real estate. So that's a project that I'm working on right now. Have you ever failed in a, a business undertaking? Yeah, because I'm so stubborn, which could be a gift and a curse. So I'll keep going and keep going at it until, you know, a few things that I have failed at. I'll tell you, the, the biggest thing I failed at is when I partnered with people sometimes. Mm. Because the expectations, like my wife always says that, damn, you expect so much out of people. Right. You know what I mean? So you expect them to be up at one o'clock and then, you know, about six in the morning or whatever. And that's not going to be reality for everybody. So right. I think that. And then also getting, I like business so much, so getting excited about, every time somebody mentions something about business, I'm, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. You know what I mean? And then, um, something I'm learning now is that not everyone's enthusiasm lasts. So they might get an idea and it lasts for a week. You know, so now I'm like, okay, well, okay. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'm excited about it, but come back to me in a month. Right. And then if they're still excited in a month, then I'm, I know that that's someone that's truly there.